Rutherford Issues with Brian Barrett on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. On today's show, State Representative Mike Sparks is here. Who knows what we'll get into today. Mike, you uh, look awfully festive with your corn cob pipe and a button nose. <laughs> yeah. And I don't have no Christmas colors on. I was wondering what you was going to say. Yeah. Well, you, you know, you're dressed like coal. That's since that's what, probably what you're getting for Christmas, that's right? I don't get, yeah. I'm not going to spend a lot for Christmas year. Are you? Are you? You that tight? Well, I look for deals. Mm. Did buy something at Bargain Hunt. I'm going to tell you what, man. Bargain Hunt's got, got some good buys over there. Well, got that, some good bargains. Nothing says, you know, I'm looking for a deal for Christmas for you. Nothing I'll tell you what, man. Like like, you know, I was needing a washing machine for our business. And it's been out for two weeks. And my wife would get everything carried home, wash it, you know, and carry it back. And she gets aggravated with me. But, man, I, I tell you what, I just. Because said, you're looking for a bargain. I and look you for won't a bargain. Get it, I just get it. I just prayed about it, man. I went into Lowe's the other day. And I always look for their scratch and dent refrigerators. I've been looking for a. A certain size stainless steel, and I went in there, man. They had a washing machine, three hundred twenty-four dollars. It listed for seven fifty, brand new. It, they just said that the customer uh, wanted more features, and I'm like, man, this thing's got fourteen features on it. it but they must have wanted the. Le- I don't like all the electronic, uh, you know, programmable things. I think that stuff's just can. I like the standard traditional products that last for. 10 15 years so i got that deal man good luck finding one of those that lasts that long i know well we've got a dryer that's got some issues and the guy told me he said man that board is about 350 dollars to change so i'm gonna see if cliff sharp over there i think they greenhouse ministries i think they may be able to work on so if cliff's listening i got some furniture cliff if you'll come by and pick up a washing machine with, along with that furniture i'm gonna give him so you want him to come pick it up and fix it and then well they'll it look at it they'll look at it at least tell you if it's worth fixing you know what I mean? Because um, I had one over there a couple of years ago, a washing machine. They they said it wasn't it wasn't worth fixing. You know who is they? Who, who Cliff Sharp's guys over at Greenhouse Ministries. Oh, yeah, they kind of fix. Cliff's listen. I still got the organ, Cliff, and the piano. Man, it's hard to give away organs and pianos. Nobody knows how to play anymore. I guess Pastor Whedon, Ebenezer Baptist Church. I think Pastor Whedon is going going to take them. So if he's listening, just I can meet you tomorrow, Pastor. Waiting if you're listening, you know. Yeah, I'm cleaning out my mom's house. You know, she's in a nursing home, so we're trying to right. go through. Yeah, you know, I mean, just seventy years of accumulation of of items, you know. But um, it's kind of like, what do you do with this stuff? You know, do you keep saving it? Keep saving it? Give it to goodwill? I mean, it's hard to get rid of some some items. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know? I know a lot of the smaller churches have a hard time finding somebody that can play the piano at the church or an organ. Really? Yeah, just because there aren't as many people that play anymore. I wish I, I'm just not, I'm not gifted in that area, you know. Musically at all. No. I, I've heard you hum. <laughs> My wife, Ear one time I was clapping at church and she you nudged were me. I was off, so uh-huh. she just kind of nudged me to quit clapping. That's sad, you know what? Yeah, yeah. yeah what would Jesus think about that? Um, I, I know that the Bible says make a joyful noise, <laughs> joyful. but it does say joyful. joyful. You know, <laughs> yeah. She told me to, if it's not joyful for she those told around me to you, quit. Huh? You know, it's embarrassing. But, anyways, how's things going for you and your family? Everything going good? well. Yeah, getting ready for Christmas time. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I was telling you off the air. I just got back from the drug court, and I had on my calendar it started at ten, but it's ten thirty. So, uh, Sheriff Fitzhugh was up there, and um, Chief Deputy Lowry. Uh, and others i know the mayor usually attends 
But that drug court, they're really changing lives, man. That is something that that the whole county uh, and everyone uh, should be very proud of, you know. And hats off to those those graduates, Veterans Court, Mental Health Court, Barry Tidwell, and um, new uh, Ben Hall uh, McFarland, I guess Junior. Is that right? I think so. You yeah. know, and uh, others is doing a great job up there. Just you know, so much of this is addiction, mental health, and so many other problems. You know, so I always appreciate those guys. Pettis Reed shows up. Virgil Gammon, Shanto. Um, how you say his last name? Sereno. Good for you, Sereno. You know, yeah, he and I, I serve on the Salvation Army board together. You know, he's a good. Council. He's really a good guy. Mm-hmm. Does a lot of good work here. Well, uh, today, where are we going in our conversation? Well, I've got, um, I've got Bill, Bill Carey. If anybody ever picks up the Tennessee Magazine, and I always try to look through it, I always enjoy um, uh, their columns and um, the uh, uh, David um, Callis, general manager of the uh, Tennessee Electric Cooperative Association. I always like reading their magazine. But I come across a neat story that a lot of folks are always asking about the time zone, time changes. You know, they want us to change the time and and we have passed legislation but we're waiting on i mean it's going to literally take an act of congress to um to kind of pass this but um as you know we've got two time zones in tennessee and people get a little upset about it but bill Carey wrote an interesting article about time zoning in tennessee and how each town used to determine its own time and i thought i never heard of that Hmm. imagine every town had a different time that would be interesting. Yeah, I didn't know, but um, but anyways, he's he's gonna call in. I always enjoy his call. Him, um, Bill Bill Carey is the um, does the ten- co-founder of Tennessee History for Kids, and always appreciate him. Hey, Bill, how you doing? You there? I'm right here. Thank you for for calling in. Um, uh, tell us a little bit about your background and and um, what led you to to start Tennessee History for Kids. Well, my background is a little unusual. Um. I flew in the Navy after I got out of college, and then I got out of the Navy, moved back to Nashville, and for about seven years was a reporter for various newspapers. And uh, let me see. And then, then the internet kind of came along and annihilated the news organizations. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And, and I could see that coming. And I ended up starting a nonprofit organization that tries to help public school teachers teach Tennessee history. Yes. Because in the process of the internet changing everything, it, it also changed the world of textbooks. Yes. And it kind of left, ironically, a, a big chasm for public school teachers trying to teach statewide topics as opposed to national topics. So that's what I've been doing incredibly. I've, I've actually been getting to enter my 18th year. And that's amazing because, boy, I changed jobs about eight times over a nine-year period before that. <laughs> yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Well, on the going back on the on the changes in in the um, in journalism and the newspaper industry, I, I'm glad you you know you had the foresight to see that. As you know, I think it was about 2,000 newspapers have closed. I think since 2004, um, there's news deserts out there in certain parts of the country. Um, you know, I call it an oligopoly of the media. I think it, what is it? Six players control about 90 percent of it. Uh, did you enjoy your time as a being a journalist? I think I did in hindsight. Uh, I managed to complain a lot at the time. Um, when I was at the Tennessean, it was always a struggle because I don't think Gannett slash USA Today was the place for me. Yes. But th- the three years that I covered the legislature as a member of the Capitol Hill Press Corps um, were, were, were kind of enjoyable. But, of course, at that time, there were about eight of us. And but we, whenever you go into committees, there would be about five or six reporters in the room. 
maybe three or four. Yeah. But net now, a lot of times I go into those committees. I'll see you, for example. Yeah. And there's no reporters in the room. Yes. And it's it's terrifying to to sort of think about the implications of that. Yes, sir. Well, I brought that up. It's ironic you mentioned. I think we were talking about mental health or childhood trauma, and and I just said, where where's the media at? Where are they at? There's no one in here to even cover these issues. Which Brian and I were just talking. I just left the drug court, and so much of that's mental health and addiction, and and um, all of them, alcoholism. They all kind of kind of parallel together. Um, but you know, you mentioned Gannett. I didn't mention Gannett, but but you did, and um, I, I just. To me, it, it frustrates me, and Brian's heard me talk about this, that, that there's so many issues that are important. It just seems like there's not a voice for so many of these, these issues. I mean, one of them is history. You know, this, this county right here is full of rich, rich history, and um, it seems like there's folks that, I don't know, have a different slant to create division many times. Um, I, don't, I don't see that in, in you. You know, I, I try to follow your writings, and – uh, but I do get upset with the media. Great, there's great people out there, like WGNS, for example. I mean, you're going to get the truth on this station. Murfreesboro Post thinks doing a great job. The, the Pulse. Um, but you know, I've, I kind of feel sorry for journalists that have, you know, been slashed. They lost their jobs, and you know, the pay is not real, real well for a lot of folks. So hats off to you for having the forward, foresight of kind of following your own lead in a sense. Well, the other thing is few reporters that are out there really do need our support um you know i flew in the navy for five years and in hindsight i look back at it now if i had gone into journalism when i got out of the navy and gone to work for like the wall street journal or something you know think about what what some of those reporters in the world have to deal with now you know there have been reporters executed and 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 um so it's in in some ways it's a very dangerous job yes uh I, i didn't for the seven years I worked in journalism, I don't, I don't think anyone spat on me or threw anything at me. But that probably would have happened. Now I do remember being down there when the horn honking was taking place, yeah. and it got pretty scary. But, but you would, you were asking about the time zones. Yes, yes. Um, as part of what I do, I was at the Baltimore and Ohio Railroad Museum in Baltimore, and boy, I recommend everyone go there. It's the best railroad museum in the world. But they have a whole room devoted to time. And I was reading every word that was on the walls, and I, it was then for the first time that I realized that before we had modern time zones, every town had its, had its own time. Yeah. New York had a certain time zone, and it was calculated based on when, the, when the, a local dignitary saw the sun pass over the courthouse. Really? So Murfreesboro had a different time zone than Clarksville and Nashville. And I would have thought that the telegraph would have necessitated um, the end of all this, <clears throat> but it was actually the railroads. For many years, when the railroads were first started, each of them picked a city's time zone to operate on. So the Memphis and Charleston Railroad operated on Nashville time. The Louisville and Nashville Railroad operated on Louisville time. And if you were taking a, 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 a railroad you had to know what the local time was and what its relationship was with the railroad time. It might be 14 minutes off or nine minutes off. <laughs> wow. And to think, how do people have meetings? Yes. How did you know when to meet somebody? And, and uh, so it, it's crazy. And I'd never heard anything about this. To me, this is a very interesting aspect. You know, we teach time zones in like fourth grade. Yes. I think we should mention this. It makes it a lot more interesting. Yes, it, it, it certainly does. I, I think, um, you know, the fact that Tennessee 
has two different time zones. Mike was talking about before you were able to join us that, uh, you know, some folks complain about about that situation. But I've heard more people complain about daylight saving time than anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, Frank Nicely, I, I'm sure, Bill, you followed Frank Nicely's efforts to try to change it throughout the years. Um, I, I'm sure you followed that legislation. What was it? Two years ago, I yeah. guess we passed. Three years ago, when Frank gets hold of a topic, then then you're going to hear the full story in the hallway. You might as well <laughs> yes. just not try to hurry because you're going to hear it. <laughs> yes, yeah, but that, that that's something totally different than what we're talking about. But um, you know that certainly affects a lot of people, and you know we do have two states in the United States that don't observe that: uh, Arizona yeah. and Hawaii. Yeah, yeah. daylight saving time. So um, I just think it's interesting to realize that before we had time zones, there. What apparently caused it was a terrible train wreck in Massachusetts, which hmm. was determined to be caused by the fact that the railroads were operating on different time zones. <laughs> wow. Oh, well, that and, makes sense. And, and when, they went to, when they went to standardized railroad time, which was what it was originally called, I should point out that a lot of people were angry, and the reason they were angry is because there's nothing in the U.S. Constitution about time. And the point was made repeatedly that the federal government doesn't have the authority to decide what time it is. <laughs> oh wow! Okay, so, so states' rights issue. There was obviously some some pushback there. So uh, yeah, is, is there a renewed effort to try to change the way our time zones are set up now? Or uh, I haven't heard a lot about that. No, I don't think so. Okay. I I just think it's it's an interesting example how of how um, over the years modern inventions made us totally change our minds about how we view everything. But mm -hmm. if you think about it, before railroads came along. You might never, <clears throat> you might never leave your county. You, you certainly wouldn't be traveling very much. Yes, and exactly. so there wasn't even any, any need to know. Okay, the time is here now, and it's that in Boston. Well, who cares? You're not watching yes. a basketball game that's being played in Boston. Yes, exactly. But so times have certainly changed with that. We're going to come back uh, after a brief break. You know, speaking of journalism and and media, we have to pay for things. <laughs> so you know, that's that's one of the Let's things thank we those do with sponsorships here. So uh, we'll be back with more. Bill Carey, our guest here, and uh, of course, State Representative Mike Sparks on Rutherford issues. Guys, it's important to prioritize your health. I recommend getting an annual wellness exam at Low T Center. They check all your levels, not just your testosterone. It's quick and easy, and covered by most health insurance. And now at Low T Center, they offer monitored self-inject at home testosterone treatments. Shipped directly to your home for only $155 a month, self-pay, or covered by most insurance. Schedule your appointment online right now at LowTCenter.com. That's LowTCenter.com. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. Hi, my name is Patrick Garland, and I love living here at Adams Place. Well, exercise is what keeps me going. Uh, people don't realize that I'm 84. I get along well. I don't require any assistance in walking or doing what I want to do. I love travel, and I'm still traveling. I'm just enjoying life. I have invited several people to come here just to come to Adams Place to visit me and uh, see what it's like. And I love living here at Adams Place. Our people, that's the difference. Maples Realty and Auction. I'm Betsy Maples-Taylor with Maples Realty and Auction Company in Murfreesboro. Here's a look at our upcoming auction. Live auction on a three-bedroom, one-and-a-half bath home in Smyrna featuring a covered back porch, gas fireplace, paved driveway, and a 16-by-22-out building. Also selling personal property that day. See you Saturday, December 18th at 10 a.m. More information at maplesrealtyandauction.com. Maples Realty and Auction. 
Rutherford Issues on News Radio WGNS. Back with State Representative Mike Sparks along with uh, Bill Carey. He is uh, co-founder of Tennessee History for Kids. And um, Mike was talking about this article in the uh, Tennessee Magazine. Bill, how did you get connected with uh, Tennessee Magazine and, and, and your writings in that? Okay, I'll tell you this story as quick as I can. I had written a column for the Tennessee in a weekly history column for about five years. And I had finally courageously backed away from doing that. And I was like, okay, I don't have to do the column anymore. And I was visiting a friend who lived in Clarksville, and she had a copy of that magazine on her counter. I looked at it, and I called the magazine, and I, I got him to do a story about Tennessee history for kids. After that story ran, I suggested to Tennessee Magazine that I submit little Tennessee history snippets that they could put in the white spaces that they might have. And notice the word snippets, okay? I did not intend to do a column. Well, they called me about two weeks later and said, we need your column. And I said, what? And they said, we need your column. And I said, I didn't decide to do a column. I said, well, we need your column. Oh. And so I did a column. And anyway, and, and, and I've been doing it for the last 18 years. And that magazine reaches half a million people. Yes. It's a, it's a big deal. And I was once asked to be the keynote speaker for the Daughters of the American Revolution thing. And they didn't know anything about Tennessee history for kids, but they knew all about my column. Oh, wow. That's cool. So, That's so it, it actually, it, it, I kind of backed into it, got lucky, but they're really wonderful people. In fact, David Callis is on the board of my of the Tennessee History for yeah, Kids he, organization I he's, started. He's really a nice guy, too. Uh, Bill, if you'll hang here with us, we're going to catch a quick call in from a listener. Go ahead. You're on the air. Good morning. This is Casey Clark. Casey Clark. How you doing, brother? How you doing? I'm I'm close. I'm going to say something about traveling in, in the back road in place called Murfreesboro. You all know, I know you know about Hickory Grove Road off of 840. Yep. Sir, they're not going to rest until some people get killed over there. You know, they're working on their road, right? Yep. Sir, I, you know, I played in the church over there. You, did you know that right off right. that 840? Yep. It, it, and, sir, the old trailer truck drivers and a lot of old normal people run. Man, they got that thing curved, crooked over in all kinds of directions. And the, the, I don't understand people. I'm going to just be honest with you. The, the worse the, the road gets, the worse they drive. How come man can't see it's a curve here and it's only a narrow road because they're working on it? They, I, don't, I don't know. I, sometimes I just wonder. Yeah. Is our mind out of space? You know good and well that that road has always been dangerous, and now they're working on the on both sides, and the way them people drive through there, and then the first thing they want to say, well, they had an accident. No, 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 no. It, it's pitiful. Yeah. We've only been working on that road improvement, Casey, for 18 years at $65 million. Kind of proud of it. I know what you're talking about. It, it is dangerous, but get, give it another two years. We're going to have it completed. Hey, take care, Casey. Yes, sir. You too, now. We'll see, man. <laughs> you you get all kinds of. Well, you do. You know, and I, I, Bill, I don't know if you can hear. It. That's Casey, hey, man. You, t- you that's a guy you ought to do a story on. He's got a lot of history. Um, mm-hmm. Back, I mean, he he's met a lot of folks. He's come in and played music for me twice for free at uh, Rosenwald uh, reunions. But um, yeah, we've got Jefferson Pike. That's we fought for about eighteen years, sixty-five million dollar project. I mean, it's kind of comical. Not not being sarcastic, <clears throat> Casey, but you know. It's it's like danged if you do, danged if you don't. I mean, some people even um, even uh, um, T D or 
T dots. Um, Chief Engineer Paul Deggs would say people complain about the road, then we start improving it, then they complain when you're improving it. So just part of it. But but Bill, what what else can we do as a society to port to, to support local journalism? I mean, what would you say to businesses and individuals out there? Well, that's a really good question. I will say that uh I try to subscribe to stuff and I try to go out of my way to not hesitate to pay to subscribe to stuff. Yes. I I subscribed to about eight national magazines, and I have a couple of friends who, who are in Knoxville who started a subscription-only news organization called Compass Knoxville, and they're both experienced reporters. Okay, Compass And they really Knoxville. know what they're doing. Okay. Yeah, and I pay, I pay like $8 a month, and I don't even live in Knoxville. Yes, sir. But I wish I would give anything if something like that would happen here in Davidson County. I, there's something, have you ever heard of something called Nashville Post? Uh, it's embarrassing. Uh-uh. The, I, I started an, a, an internet news organization 20 years ago called NashvillePost.com. Yes, sir. And and it was it, it was what what Compass was now was what Compass is to Knoxville. We were to Nashville. We even made the Wall Street Journal did a story about all the stories we were breaking. David Fox and I, David, who by the way was a candidate for mayor <clears throat> a few years later, but I wish somebody would do something like that in Nashville. Just sort of get in and cover everything there's no reason and there's no reason that a hard-working knowledgeable newspaper reporter can't do like two or three stories a day yes it's not yes well and, i think i and, think dave gold i don't know the uh, main street media dave gold's organization yeah. they cover the legislature i i forgot that the um, the domain of what it is um i wish i knew it top of my head you know we we've got the you know the murfreesboro post here that I yeah. think does a great job. In fact, I've I've taken a couple of journalism classes, and little little reporter Taylor Courage was in my class. She's now a reporter with uh with Dave, but they do That's Main something. Street Nashville. Main, Main oh Main Street Nashville is that mm-hmm. what it is? Yeah. Okay, so MainStreetNashville.com. By the way, I should also mention, as if I don't have enough to do, about six seven months ago, I started doing a weekly uh, a column for newspapers in Tennessee. Yeah, and apparently it's now being run by about forty five newspapers. It is a different history column than the one I do for the magazine, and some of the news news organizations that you've mentioned, I know I know run it. But like, whenever I'm in like Rome County, and I don't travel as much as a state legislator, but I do travel a lot. Yes. When I'm like in Kingsport or Kingston or Wayne Waynesboro, I'll pick up the paper, and there I am. So, I, I love these small town newspapers, especially the ones that are locally owned. Well, if there's uh, ever anything we can do here uh, with our website here at WGNSRadio.com, let us know, Bill. And uh, also find out more at TNHistoryForKids.org, a great website with uh, a lot of interesting articles there. It's been uh, fun catching up with you today. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. That's uh, Bill Carey. Thank you, Bill. And uh, joining us, uh, again, co-founder of Tennessee History for Kids and uh, writes for the Tennessee Magazine. And uh, speaking of that... uh, as we go out, reminder of Rutherford Magazine on Sunday nights. Yeah, if Casey's still listening, I'd love to have Casey as a guest one night. Casey, give me a shout. My sales five two five three one nine eight. I'd love to have Casey Clark on the radio with me. That's going to do it for our show today. Have a great day out there, everybody.